You're listening to the Real Life Church Podcast. To learn more about Real Life Church, including our gathering times in Yuma, Arizona, visit us online at reallifeyuma.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Bob Van Horn. We're at what we call Palm Sunday, the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. So think about that. He's already picked his 12 disciples, okay? He's already basically completed his three-year earthly ministry where he turned water into wine. He fed 5,000. He walked on the water. He's been teaching his disciples. He's been teaching the religious leaders. He's healed people of blindness. He's made lame to walk again. He's even raised Lazarus from the dead. And now we're down to the last week of the life of Jesus. He is at an all-time popularity with people. People hated him too, especially the religious leaders of the day. And there is a growing conspiracy to have Jesus killed because of what he represents, because of this new way of doing religion a different way than what had been introduced for so many years. He was a threat to them, and they didn't like it, and they wanted to get rid of him. It's Passover time, and people are entering into Jerusalem, and there's lots of mixed feelings, even in the midst of Jesus' inner circle about whether they should go into Jerusalem or not. There are people that are excited that he's going because he's going to establish that earthly kingdom that they have been waiting for for so long, and yet there are a few of them that are concerned that if Jesus goes into Jerusalem, they're all going to be arrested, and they're all going to be killed. And then there's always those thoughts of what Jesus must have been thinking about. He knew what was about to happen. He knew what was about to happen to him. And we're going to talk about that here in just a couple seconds. So this Palm Sunday, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. They've got a donkey, okay, and Jesus is riding the donkey, if you call it that. And people are laying their cloaks on the ground, and they're scattering palm trees in front of him. People are shouting, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. God save us, we pray. Jesus rides through those narrow streets up into Jerusalem with people just celebrating him. Most everybody, let's say. Because the religious leaders, well, this just goes to further their hatred towards Jesus. I want to kind of fast forward past that triumphant entry. I want to go past the Passover supper, even past what we call the Lord's Supper. And I want to pick up on Jesus's journey, basically from Gethsemane up until the time that he gets arrested. So I'm going to pick up in a rather lengthy passage, lots of reading this morning, but I want you to be able just to see what we're talking about in context. I'm going to be in the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 26, um, verses, and again, 36 through 56, okay? It says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be grieved and distressed. And then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. 
And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, So you men could not keep watch for me for one hour? Keep watching and praying so that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went again away a second time and prayed, saying, My father, if this not, cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. Again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them again and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. While he was speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, came up, accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs, who came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he who was betraying him gave them a sign, saying, Whoever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately Judas went to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi, and kissed him. And Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you have come for. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus reached out and drew out his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all those who take up the sword shall perish by the sword. Or do you not think that I can appeal to my father, and he will at once put a disposal of more than twelve legions of angels? And how will the scriptures be fulfilled, which say that it must happen this way? At the same time, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as you would against a robber? Every day I used to sit in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But all this has taken place to fulfill the scriptures of the prophets. Then all the disciples left him and fled. We say that Jesus was human, and at the same time, he was God. He is God in the flesh here on earth, and he was about to give up his rights. A lot of us think during the Easter time that, you know, the, the Judas betrayed him and that the Roman soldiers came and they captured him in some great, magnificent military way, and they arrested him, and uh, they tried him, and then they crucified him, and we get that wrong. Jesus submitted himself to the cross. He willingly chose the cross. See, the Romans and Judas and the religious leaders and all that, they were just basically, well, they were part of the plan. Jesus submitted. He, what did he say? I could have called 12 legions of angels. Jesus didn't have to go through any of this. He submitted himself to the plan. So I appreciate the narrative that we just read. I appreciate what Jesus is going through, but what about you and I this, this day? What's in your palm this morning? Maybe we don't realize, but this whole 
thing that we were created to be was to have this relationship with Jesus. And if you don't know who he is, you may not feel like this right now, and you may not understand this completely. You have a palm that grief and sorrow is all over, and maybe you don't realize it. See, a lot of us think today that this is the only life we're ever going to have, and this is the only one that ever counts. And I will tell you that according to the Bible, according to what Jesus said, we were all created for eternity. Yep, you and me, for eternity. If we are created for eternity, that means that we have two choices when this, what we call this life and this place is over. We have a place where we call heaven, which is reserved for those that, again, have a relationship with Jesus. And there's a place called hell for people who don't have a relationship with Jesus and rejected him in this life. And if you don't know Christ today, there's a lot of sorrow and a lot of grief there. Because you don't realize that today you need a savior. Because that first Adam, when he messed up things in the garden, he messed up things for all of eternity, for all humankind, to include you and me. And we were all, again, destined for hell because we did not, well, let's face it, we can't save ourselves. We can't be good enough. We can't do enough great things in this world where we're all going to fall short. What we have to realize is that it is not my will. It has to be his will. And this is the plan. See, we just went over the plan that Jesus came to this world and he will die on that cross. And three days later on Easter Sunday, and we'll celebrate that next week, he will resurrect himself to show power and victory over sin, death, and the grave. See, that's what Jesus did. And he did it for you and he did it for me. But what you have to realize is it's not your will it's not your plan, it's his plan. You have to accept him the way he determines, not the way we determine. And there are so many people out there that say so many different things, but Jesus simply said, I am the Lamb of God. I have come to take away the sins of the world. Our response to that is to believe that to trust him for that, to be able to actually ask him to forgive us of our sins and then ask that Lamb of God to be a part of our everyday life. That's the surrender part of it, where you surrender and say, I'm not going to be in charge, but he's going to be in charge. Now, you don't have to wait for Easter Sunday to do that. You can do that right now, right where you're sitting. You don't need me to pray for you. All you need to do is ask God. Well, I don't know how to do that. Just tell him. Tell him right now that, again, that you believe him to be who he says he is. That he is what he said he is. That he is God. That he came and, he, and then he died for your sins. And ask him to forgive you. Surrender to him. And then ask him to grow you in a relationship with him. You know, that's what real life church is all about. It really is. We exist so that people can be transformed by Jesus, that they can have a real life in 
Christ. God, thank you for our time together. Thank you for Palm Sunday and what it means to us. God, thank you for what Jesus must have been feeling and thank you for the reminder of what he must have been going through. And Father, it just reminds me over and over in my own life how much he truly loves me. God, how much he really truly loves all of us. And God, I pray if there was anyone listening today that is not sure about where they stand with Christ, that this message will help them to be sure. God, thank you again for your great love. Help us this Easter week as we celebrate the high of the triumphal entry. Father, the Passover supper. Father, the crucifixion on Friday. And then the resurrection on Sunday. And until then, Father, um, we ask your blessings on these that are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys, all right? Can't wait to see you on Easter Sunday morning. 2022 next week. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at reallifehuma.com or download the Real Life Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Real Life Church Podcast.